You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We're going to the Word of God now. Are you ready for the Word? Yes. Come on, why don't you stretch your hands and pray for me? Just pray. I need grace this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You receive grace. Minister the oracles of God. Mighty God. Grace. Sula Baba 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 Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Father. I bless your name this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to bring your word. As always, it's by your grace. And Lord God, I just declare, oh Father, that your will be done. Let your word come forth with clarity. Let there be no inhibition. Mighty God, I thank you for revelation. Thank you, Lord, that you'll speak to your people this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, for some time we've been talking about the will of God. And I just want to zero in on something. And actually, uh, I'll share this morning. But I want us to have special sessions of prayer starting from tomorrow to Friday. Okay? Every morning, 5.30 in the morning, we'll come and pray. We want to pray for the will of God. How about that? The will of God, because if you don't fight, it's not going to happen. How many people know certain things that are God's will and have not happened in your life? Okay, yeah. So if it is God's will, it doesn't mean it will happen because it is God's will. You have to make it to happen. And there are times that it requires a fight. Okay? In fact, most cases it requires a fight. If you read your Bible, you find that most of the fights that were fought in Scripture had to do with God's will. (laughs) Had to do with God's will. So this morning, I want to share with you on fighting for God's will. Turn to someone and say, neighbor, Neighbor. it's time to fight fight for God's will. will. Hallelujah. You need to fight for God's will to be done. God's will is not just going to happen. You have to make it happen. And it will require a fight. We have to fight. There are too many things that are God's will and are not happening. Too many, too many. The more you read your Bible, the more you see that God's will doesn't just happen. God's will doesn't just happen. A typical example is that we know it is God's will for all men to be saved. Is it God's will or not? Or are some people destined for hell? 
I know some theologians think some people are destined for perdition. Because they don't understand the scriptures. God did not, in fact, hell was not made for human beings. It was made for the devil and his angels. So how come human beings are going there? Is it God's will for them to be there? No, it's not God's will for any man to perish. The Bible makes it very clear to us. It is not his will that any man should perish. But yet, people are perishing every day. People are resisting the gospel every day. You talk to some people, they make a mockery of you. Hmm? We're going to be having outreach in the, on the campus from the 20th. So you think because you just show up and say, I, I'm here to tell you about God, and, 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 and God's will for you is to be saved, and people will just celebrate you. You'll be amazed at the resistance you face, the opposition you face. There is a lot of opposition to God's will. Both on the earth and in your life. In your family. There is a lot of opposition to God's will. In your career, there is a lot of opposition to God's will. In your business, there is a lot of opposition to God's will. So, unless you stir yourself up, the Bible says, wake up the mighty men. Amen. Hmm? Wake them up. Shake somebody. Say, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> some, some of you are too polite. I didn't say touch someone. I said shake someone. <laughs> yes. You need to shake somebody up to wake up because sometimes it takes a shaking for people to wake up. Yeah. There are times God allows a shaking. Why? Because he wants to wake his people up. Yeah. You have to wake up from your slumber. You have to wake up from your sleep. <laughs> yes, wake up. Some people are in a deep sleep. Deep, deep, deep sleep spiritually. They're deep in their sleep. And if you are in that state, God's will is on pause. Yeah. You are deeply in your sleep, snoring and hopefully dreaming good dreams. Huh? God has plans for you, but those plans require some, a fight. It requires a fight. That's why you see that even though Jesus, being the Son of God, God in the flesh, sent to save man, gave himself to prayer. <laughs> why would Jesus do that? I mean, he has all the anointing. The Bible says God gave him the spirit without measure. In other words, the anointing that Jesus carried was beyond what any other person could carry. God gave him the spirit without measure. 
and yet he needed to pray. <laughs> so you, <laughs> who has the anointing with measure, <laughs> he, has, he had his measureless. It's like, it's like having the whole sea, right? Imagine your, your water is like the oceans. And then somebody comes with some containers of water to compare to you. Come on. You, there's no comparison. You get my point. So Jesus had it without measure. That's what he said in the book of John. God gave him not the spirit by measure. He was given the spirit without measure. So all the water on earth, in the oceans, in the rivers, in the lakes, uh, in the sky, everywhere, under the ground, everything, he had it inside him. Say it like, see, see the anointing that he carried like that. That's, that's the kind of anointing Jesus carried. But yet he had to pray. You, how many people know with that kind of anointing, you just walk, things just, yeah. come on, everything just bows. Everything just yeah. gives away. Everything, things just happen. Yes? Things Things happen when you, when you carry that kind of, that kind of um, anointing. Let me read that scripture since it keeps coming to me. Because so you don't think I'm making it up. It's somewhere in John. Okay, John chapter 3. John chapter 3. St. John's Gospel chapter 3. Hmm? Verse 34, God bless you. Say, for he whom God has sent, speak the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by measure. Can you see? So every one of us, to every one of us is given a measure. That's what the Bible says. Yes? Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, is it 3 or 4? It says to everyone not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt to everyone the measure, the measure of faith. So Jesus, as for Jesus, God does not give the spirit by measure. In other words, he gave him everything. He had it all. You have just a bit. Who needs to pray more? In fact, if need be, you shouldn't sleep. Just be praying. <laughs> just, just, just be praying. Just keep praying. Pray. Keep fighting for the will of the Father. Jesus had the Spirit without measure. And yet, he gave himself to prayer. And there were times he would contend to ensure that the will of the Father is done.
if that be the case, why should we be sleeping when we should be awake? Awake, O ye that sleep in, for the Lord shall give you light. <laughs> Hallelujah. God made sleep. He gave us sleep. But how many people know it's dangerous to sleep at the wrong time? Yeah? It's dangerous. Imagine a soldier in the, in the battlefield. In the heat of battle, he says, oh, I'm feeling sleepy, guys. <laughs> Let me just find a little corner somewhere to sleep. <laughs> and bullets are flying all over the place. Ah, that person will be definitely a casualty. So the, what, what are we talking about? The, the will of God has to do with the kingdom of God. Everything that has to do with the kingdom of God in your life is God's will. God has a plan and a purpose for you. One of the things he has done is that he has called you and he has made you a king and a priest. And the reason why he made you a king is because you are supposed to be ruling. And if you are not ruling, you are being ruled... There's something wrong. There's something wrong when the enemy is dominating us. There's something wrong when the flesh is dominating us. Do you understand my, my point? Yeah, so we need to fight and change the equation. Amen. And that's what we're going to do this week. Wow. We're going to pray. Yeah. I want to deal with some forces. I don't know about you. I feel like dealing with some forces. Amen. It's been a long time since I've been aggressive. So I want to stir up another angle. I want to stir up another aspect of my kingship and begin to contend and begin to force certain things to happen. Your life must change. Amen. You know we say it. You're welcome to every nation midrand, the place where people come to be changed. changed. It's time for change. Amen. Wow. Yes. We need to contend for that. Amen. We need to fight to make it happen. Amen. Yes. So I'm going to fight for the will of God. Amen. Turn to someone and say, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yes. I know you're not, you're, you're very peace loving, you're very, very kind, very, you know, nice. Yes, very nice, very civil. Yes, very polite. And what you don't realize is that in the kingdom of darkness, niceness does not count. It doesn't count. As a matter of fact, They'll be very happy with you if you're nice. Demons love nice people. Yes. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Look at what it says. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Yes. Are you ready to fight? Amen. Say, so, well, Jesus has fought all the fight for us. We don't need to fight anymore. Some Christians preach that, 
But this statement was made after Jesus resurrected. After the ascension of Christ, he is making this statement, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. My goodness, what do you mean, lay hold on eternal life? Let's read it in the Amplified. Amplified says, Ah, okay. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith, right? Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned. Can you see that? You were summoned. But who needs to lay hold of it? You need to lay hold of it. It's not God that will do it for you. You have to do it. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were summoned, for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Let's read it in the NLT. Come on. Just give me a few versions. It says, fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to eternal life to which God has called you. T turn to someone and say, hold tightly. Fight. And hold, and hold tightly. Yeah. So if you, if, you, if you don't hold it tightly, I have news for you. You are, you are likely to lose it. Yeah. Jesus told them in Revelation, he says, hold on to your crown. Yes? You have to fight that you keep what God has given to you. You have to fight. Oh, Pastor, I don't know why. You know, every time, I, everything about me, you know, I have to fight for everything. Things don't just happen. I have to keep fighting. I have to fight hard for it. That's right. <laughs> you are normal. Very normal. You have to fight. That means you are a true Christian. Yes? Oh, okay. You don't want to fight? You want it to just volunteer? Even if it is going to volunteer, you have to do it in such a way that the enemy will be saying, okay, before you fight, just take. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to fight to a point where he begins to surrender things to you. He begins to... He begins to let go. He says, okay, 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 enough, enough, enough. I know, I know you're going to fight, you're going to deal with me, but just, just take it, please. For peace sake, take. That's how it should be. But you cannot just walk, live in a state of passivity and expect things to just happen while you remain passive. What kind of lie, lie is that? It's ungodly, it's unbiblical. You're not called for that. Jesus has fought, but you have to fight to enforce Amen. what he has done. You have to enforce the victory of the cross. Amen. Having spoiled all principalities and powers, he made an open show of them, 
triumphing over them in it. He has spoiled them. But guess what? They are still, they are still around. Jesus has defeated them. He has disarmed them. But they are still around. How are they fighting you? With lies. Are you getting me? They're fighting you with lies. It's not that they're strong. They're just smart. God, Jesus didn't take away their wisdom. He took away their weapons. But they still have their wisdom with them. Are you getting my point? They still have their wisdom. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's read from verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, the Bible says that... Okay, let's, let's go to the proper version. <laughs> yeah, we don't want special effects now. All right. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Yes? But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, question is this. If Jesus has done everything that needs to be done, right? Why do we need weapons? Yes. Come on, talk to me. Jesus has fought all the fighting that needs to be fought. Yes? And he goes back to heaven. Why would he give you a weapon? So what's the weapon for? It's because the enemy still wants to fight. It's for fighting. Jesus has fought. He has defeated the enemy. Okay? But he gave you weapons. Why did he give you weapons? Don't be confused by some Christians who don't know what they are talking about and they don't understand the word of God. And they wake up and say, well, you know, we don't need to fight today. Jesus has fought all the fight for us. All we need to do is just worship God. Don't give me that crap. I've heard them, I've heard them over and over again. I was in Cape Town and we were dealing with, with some spirits. We were dealing with some forces that have been fighting against our churches in Cape Town. And somebody walks up to me and says, well, I believe we just need to worship God. I say, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? There is a place for worship. Worship has its place. Make no mistake about that. But why did he give us weapons? To fight. Because he knows that sometimes the enemy will rage his head and then want to contend. He will want to challenge your victory. Are you getting my point? He will want to challenge your victory. And if, you, if there is no fight in you, to get up and say, Satan. 2,000 years ago. You remember. On Calvary. You remember what Jesus did to you. Yeah. And then you use your weapons. And say, you know. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. That's the time you need to pull them down. 
them down. I don't come and give me that American gospel that, you know, they, they, I'm amazed how gullible people are. The fact that it's coming from America does not mean it's accurate. Doesn't mean it's the Word of God. The Word of God is the Bible. It's not from America. It's established in heaven. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in America. Is that, is, is that what your Bible tells you? Your word is settled in heaven. Thank God it's settled in heaven. It's not in any other country. Hallelujah. So you come and tell me because you heard some preacher who has been preaching, you know, and who has been comfortable all his life. Huh? Yeah. And have not had to face certain things? Yeah. We know what we find all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just worship God. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody that believes in worship, it's me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yes. But I'm not confused. I'm not confused about the place of worship. So when it's time to contend, it's time to contend. When it's time to fight, to pick up a fight, you better get ready to fight. Okay? Don't be passive. Even in the world today, if we don't get up and begin to fight for our rights, nobody does it for us. Did you notice that? Huh? If the world had not been passive, okay, let's, let's come to Africa. If the world had not been passive, would there be a genocide? Would there have been a genocide in Rwanda? In 90 days, almost a million people wiped out. Why? Everybody's at peace. Nobody pay attention. Now it's their business. Is that not so? By the time people woke up, 800,000 people, souls, lives wasted. Then people now woke up and began to do something. Hello, it is worse spiritually. There's a genocide happening on a daily basis. And God's people are sleeping. God's people are sleeping. Who is blind but my servant. That's what the Bible says. We're just, because it has not come to you. Huh? Because it hasn't come to you, you're fine. All right. The enemy taking, taking people out. Many people are dying today because we're not praying. I believe that. And we'll give an answer. We'll give an account. Yeah. Do you think if the world were not passive, Hitler would have killed six million Jews? 
Everybody was minding his business. And so Hitler was busy doing his own business. Until somehow six million gone. Then they woke up. Hey, no, 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 no. We have to do something. But six million lives have already gone. Do we want to be like that? If you don't wake up, you don't pray, this generation is going down. Touch someone. I say, this is serious. This is serious. Yeah. It's serious. So it's God's will for people to be saved, but if we don't pray, if we don't fight, it's not going to happen. So we have to pray. Amen. Amen. Satan is resisting the will of God. Okay, the weapons of our warfare. Let's read, let's, let's finish that passage. Um, next verse, verse 5. Look at verse 5. It says, Casting down what? Arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Casting down arguments. So in other words, arguments are part of how the enemy fights. You see? Yeah. So you might get up, you want to do something, and there's an argument in your head. How many people have had arguments in their head? You know what to do, but there's an argument in your head. Do you know that it's, it's a battle? It is a battle. Yeah. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So there are things that exalt themselves. Where do arguments happen? Talk to me. In the mind. The arguments happen in the mind. You say, oh, well, pastor, it happens in the media. But where does it come from? From the mind. Yeah. The enemy takes it to the media to spread it. That's the whole purpose. So if he wants to spread anything, he needs the media. It's not possible for the enemy to spread without the media the way he spreads. Yeah, you, you know, if there's any propaganda, don't they, they need the media. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. yeah, so the media is vital. So that's why you need to also be careful what you take in. Why? Because it might be part of the enemy's argument. Why is there fake news today? They talk about fake news. Why? They are trying to feed people with the wrong information so as to stir them up to act in a particular way. Fake news has a purpose. Am I correct? So if it happens... The, the fact that you see it happening in real life means that in the spirit it is already an established strategy. 
Do you understand? It's an established strategy in the spirit. Before the enemy can get you in the wrong direction, he has to give you false information. He has to feed you with lies about your brother. He has to feed you with lies about your sister. He has to feed you with lies about the church. He has to feed you with lies about anybody that can help you. It's established. So, the fight we're talking about is not a physical fight. So the Bible says. They are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Huh? Casting down arguments. There are arguments that need to be cast down this week. We're going to cast down some arguments. There are some arguments against your blessing that not need to be brought down. There are some arguments against your progress that need to be brought down. There are some arguments against your family that need to be brought down. There are some arguments against this church that need to be brought down. There are some arguments against your soul that need to be brought down. There are some arguments against your family that need to be brought down. We need to cast them down. Yes. I'm telling you. Your boss can't just get up and go against you. There has to have been an argument Amen. that was projected to his mind. Amen. Was projected to his mind. There are arguments. Listen, I'm not interested in politics, but I I a lot of times listen with a spiritual ear and I observe and I watch with a spiritual eye. And there are many times that many things you hear they are spiritually orchestrated to mislead people. I've seen it many times. Many of us have our Political pets and heroes or whatever it is. God bless you for that. It's good to have something that can fascinate you sometimes. But just know that God is not a politician. And so when he comes to his will, he just does what he wants to do with whoever. It is not for any party. It's for his will. It's for his will. God is not a member of any party. There's no party that can come and say God is our member. <laughs> Even if you add Christian to your party, it doesn't make God a member. I'm serious. What will tell if God is involved there or has any interest there if you, is if you line up yeah. with his will. If you line up with his will. I remember during the American elections, uh, the campaign, I came across an article 
I was reading the British Telegraph. Sometimes I read the media a little bit. Not too much. <laughs> I manage the doses. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit, so that I'm not totally ignorant of what is going on. I read the British Telegraph. And I had a, it was a shocker. The witches in America were calling for all the witches in the world to put pressure on Trump to quit. I said, hey, hello, witches. Go search for it. You will see what I'm talking about. It's there. Published by the British Telegraph. The witches. Hello, witches. Do <laughs> you know what? Huh? I don't know what you... Okay, maybe you say, oh, well, pastor, these are white witches. These are good witches. <laughs> huh? Middle, middle class witches. I don't know them, but witches... Witches calling for the witches around the world. Eh? It's a global call for all the witches to put pressure on this man to quit. What does that tell you? You see, there are different ways of communication. All right? If you, if you, if you, if you understand communication, there are things you say by what you say, and there are things you say by not saying. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, asking all the witches to put pressure on him to quit. Immediately, I just took sides. Yeah. Now, if the witches say that they want me to quit. What does that tell you? Huh? I'm in the will of God. And they are not for me. Because how many people know if witches are for me, they will not fight against me. They will not call and mobilize other witches against me. Why? But if we're on the same team. Now, for witches to call for a reinforcement against anybody. I just, I will be with that person. <laughs> yeah. If witches now say, oh, look at uh, Paula, all the witches in this country and this continent, let's put pressure on Paula to quit. By whatever means. Immediately I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I join this thing. Yes. Hallelujah. And I begin to pray. And I begin to contend. And I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your will must be done here. I put up a defense here. In the name of Jesus, I contend with those that contend against her. Hallelujah. 
So you read in the media what people say, but you need to hear what God is saying as well in the midst of all of that. You might not agree with the person, but if God wants to do something, or if the enemy comes and publicly says, I want all the way to out. Ah, I'm in. I'm in with him. That's it. That's it. Does it mean he's perfect? No, 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 no. That has nothing to do with perfection. It has to do with what he threatens. There is what he's being here threatens in hell. Do you understand? The enemy is not doing it because, because of any other thing. But, but he knows that for him to be here, there are things that he cannot do. There are things he cannot execute because all way to is here. So he now says, every one of you come. Let's put pressure on him. Because we cannot stop him, but we want him to quit himself. So the pressure is so that in his mind he will be bombarded with arguments. He will be given a million reasons why he shouldn't continue so that he can quit. So what do I do? I will pray for him. Lord, fortify him. Strengthen him. Give him what it takes to overcome this pressure. And sometimes you observe and you see certain things happening in his life. You see... But why is he doing this? You don't know what's going on. You see? He just wakes up and he asks somehow. You see, where is this coming from? There is pressure from the other kingdom. But then you, you just take it on surface. Ah, this guy. I thought he was smart. How can he behave like this? Why did he say this? Why did he do this? There is pressure. We need to fight. I'm just using that as an example to help you understand that not everything that you think is your thoughts. There are certain things you think that are projected. There are certain things you think even about yourself that are not from you. Do you understand me? There are things that you think about people that are not godly. It's part of the war and we need to fight. If you don't deal, if you don't pull down it's time to pull down arguments. My time is up. Glory to God. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's pull down arguments. We're going to pray now and we're going to pray in the course of the week. It's going to be five days of intense contention and warfare for God's will. We're going to force certain things to happen. Hallelujah. How many people believe that God is at work? God has good things in store for you. Yes.
We're going to pray for those things to happen. I want you to come against every thought, every argument right now. Take authority. Every argument, every thought against the will of God in your life. In the name of Jesus, bring them down. Command them to be brought down. In the name of Jesus. I take authority right now. I compel the enemy to surrender in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Say this after me. Come on, say it with all of your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I believe your word. I receive your word. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every thought, every argument, every imagination that has been erected in my life against your will. I pull them down in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray. We pull them down right now. We pull them down right now. In the name of Jesus. Every argument. Every imagination. Every thought. Mighty God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.